Welcome to One More Dig Metal Detecting Stories. I'm Dave Spannenberg. In this week's podcast, I'm going to discuss some ideas for metal detecting in unique and unusual places that a lot of us may not even thought about. Um, places that are maybe a little more difficult to get to. Um, but first, I'd like to address um, a comment in the second podcast about the Longhouse Treasure Hunters. Um, I had mentioned that there were five Iroquois Indian tribes in upstate New York, and they were Seneca, Cayuga, Onondaga, Oneida, and the Mohawks, and they were the original five. And in 1722, they allowed the Tuscarora tribe into the fold. So someone just brought it to my attention that there were six. Um, I hadn't realized that the original five had opened up to the Tuscaroras, but there you have it. Now we know there are six tribes that made up the Iroquois Indians in upstate New York. I grew up in the Mohawk uh, region, as I mentioned in that podcast, but I just thought I'd get that in there. Um, a good friend of mine brought it up, and I thought it would be something uh, that I should should let everyone else know. Um, so, the topic of the day is metal detecting at places off the beaten path, and I should let you know that I'm a runner, and I prefer um, and I do most of my running on trails and logging roads, and I try to avoid asphalt anytime possible. Uh, I'm 50 years old, and it, it takes a toll on my knees and my hips, so I, uh, I run through the woods. That obviously poses some of its own challenges with roots and uneven terrain, but the pounding uh, on my body is less, and it's a more scenic and uh, and beautiful way to get my exercise in. Um, one day I was running a route that I had been running for several years. It was not too far from my home and it went along a beautiful river and part of it was through the woods and part of it was down a long stretch of railroad tracks that were removed and used as a logging road and then are somewhat overgrown now but but pretty passable and so in just this little area that's a five mile loop there was um beaches on this river that people would get to by kayak or however canoe and then there were, on the rail tracks, there were remains of old structures from the late 1800s up until when, you know, we started using, as a society, more trucking than, than train transportation. Um, so there were all these really neat places in, in this run that I would think, and for years I thought, man, I'd like to metal detect back here. This would be really cool to come back here with my machine and just take a chance around 
you know, people were back there around structures with uh, trains coming through and reloading. And um, the area is also very historic in that it was an area that the king of England commissioned to make masts for their sailing vessels. And so back in the colonial period, um, that was going on on this, on this property. So although there wasn't a whole lot of, or there isn't a whole lot of remnants of these things, um, they were there and you never know exactly where people were. But anyway, to my point, I was running, um, and and I just kept thinking there's got to be a way to come in here and metal detect and so I couldn't run I couldn't run with a pack um, but I could hike with a pack I have a I have a pack that will hold both of my metal detectors fold down I could bring either one of them in with me um, and detect and I've done that and I've done that in other places too and one thing I thought was fun is I also mountain bike and so I can I can get in there quick uh, metal detect and get out quick just as fast as well not quite as fast as uh, driving up to you know a field or, or somebody's house and getting out of the car but it's not it's not too much longer and it's dual purpose it's exercise it's maybe three purposes exercise uh, get to metal detect and it's a little bit more of an adventure if you have the time to you know just ride your bike or hike and bring something to eat and and drink and spend the day out in the woods um you know i'm a i'm a bow hunter and it's i walk out in the woods and spend time in there bow hunting or scouting it's you know, just as much fun. Well, it's more fun because I enjoy metal detecting much more than hunting. But, you know, you could, I don't know, everyone listening may have some place they know where they could mountain bike a mile in and have a gold mine that no one else has ever thought of. No one else um, has the energy involved to to hike back in somewhere but I think I think those people are missing on a great opportunity um, I'm not trying to you know knock anybody down or anywhere anything because we all have the way we like to do things um, but anyway so this seemed like a pretty cool way for me to to get back to to somewhere different and, and check it out. And so one time I drove back and um, right off of the trail, right off the, the mountain bike trail, there's a beach. And so I metal detected there for a while. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get back there this year. I had some surgery on, uh, on a joint in my toe. I, like I said, I'm getting old and I got some arthritis in my joints. So I didn't, I wasn't um, mountain biking much after that nor was I hiking um, it healed pretty quickly to the point where I could I could walk around and detect in a field or something but 
Yeah, so there's old rail beds are great because if you do some research, um, you know, most old rail beds had some sort of structure along them um, where people would maybe not platforms for people to get on, but for workers to to do maintenance or, or whatever. Um, another thing that I, I hiked in uh, one time to an old logging camp in the Adirondack Mountains, and uh, I didn't find anything great. I just found some old, like, cooking implements from the 30s, and um, I think I found a... There was like an old cast iron, so I didn't find that, but it was still sitting there right where must be a structure burned down that it was in. And But it's sort of, you know, an adventure doing something like that. I mean, I watch videos where folks go back to structures that are falling down and they found coin caches. Um, you know, people, people would uh, bury their money up into a certain, you know, they didn't trust banks. Maybe there were no banks at the time. And from what I was always taught is when folks would, would bury their cash, they'd always bury it where they could see it from the, the kitchen window because most people spent a lot of time in the kitchens 100 years ago or 150 years ago. It was where the the stove was so it was warm it was where the food was and so they'd be able to watch out the window um, from what I was taught it was generally under a tree and they'd be able to to stand guard I also mentioned earlier on kayaking and obviously kayaks allow access to many beaches or any beaches that are in the area without having to walk or um, bike. And the, not only beaches, though. If you kayak, you'll find areas that people may have swam out that aren't beaches and shallow water and be able to metal detect there because people, you know, dock their boats or anchor their boats, their kayaks, their canoes, in shallow water and get in the water and swim around all the time and you know that's just and it's exercise kayaking and um, you know you'd need a waterproof metal detector to do that the like the simplex um, and a backpack and a, and a metal detector that, that folds up um, which the simplex does too. But for other, for the mountain biking or the hiking, I mean, you would want something that folds up, but it, there's uh, several um, smaller metal detectors that do fold up. I think Mind Lab makes one called the Go Find series, and they just fit right in a backpack, and you can bring them with you. Um, nice to have as backup machines. You know, you might not. I have a dais, so that folds up all the way and but that's not waterproof so I wouldn't bring that on a water trip I would bring the simplex but I'm sure there's other machines on the market that you know that you could fold up and and put in your backpack um, 
which is fun. It's it's an adventure. So next time you're if you're a hiker and you're walking your favorite trail through the woods and keep your eyes open, you might see you might see cellar walls, you might see burnout old you know, cars from the old Model Ts, I don't know, but if you see something like that then there was some sort of human activity. Um a long time ago stone walls i think every stone wall is probably a huntable um huntable spot because people spent energy um stacking the stones and it, it, what better time to lose buttons and coins and shoe buckles than when you're lugging around giant stones trying to pile them up on top of each other so i've always had um you know some luck with i found plenty on stone you know next to stone walls i found um i haven't found anything like valuable in a stone wall but i've i found uh old horseshoes and ox shoes um which you know i we find a lot of those i find a lot of those but that aren't all chewed up and corroded because they've spent the whole time in the stone they were not in the earth at all so you never know what you're going to find um, in these places walking through the woods so we all see the spots the potential places to detect that are out in the open and out you know you drive by and see or um or whatever, but opening our eyes up to places back in the woods. Um, there's a lot of woods, and the opportunities to metal detect are abundant. Um, like I said, hiking, mountain biking, kayaking, it's exercise, it's metal detecting, and it's all kinds of new adventures that um, that might prove fruitful and you never know what you're gonna find so thanks for joining me this is my sixth installment and I have only had four ratings and no reviews so if you wouldn't mind if you could uh, take a few minutes all of you and and rate my podcast and Please leave me a review. I will completely regard it as constructive and would love to hear what people think. Um, the email address is omdstories at gmail.com. And please leave recommendations for, for upcoming um, topics or reviews or questions. Um, I love metal detecting just as much as you do. And... I'm happy to talk about it as much as you want to talk about it. Next week, I'm going to tell the story of the Longhouse Treasure Hunters 1998 birthday hunt. And it's it's funny, we've been doing these for years. I talked about this in the podcast too. Um, but one of our members, Clark, actually wrote up every single... Every single outing from 1998 to 
like 2010 or something. But the the original documented team hunt is right here in front of me, and I think next week I'll uh, I'll tell you that story. It's actually quite humorous, um, and yeah. So next week I'll next week I'll do that. This has been one more dig metal detecting stories, and I'm Dave Spannenberg. Mm-hmm.